The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Tom Arnold, and uh, you're listening to uh, Tech Talk Radio. They're really great, and uh, I love them. Hey, how about a copy of Windows? Uh, can I get a laptop? Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Amanda. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. It's good to see everybody. I wasn't sure if we were all going to make it today. Yeah, it's Look a full how crew. Show this is. Yeah. We flew in. We flew in. Yeah, well, here's the reason. Amanda just hit it. We flew in. Everybody is itching because on record day, Flight Simulator 2020 has just been released. And ah, oh, let me let me read you something. So, CNN I got, uh, I got, I got air this. traffic control on, November right. one two five uh, <laughs> as runway three ready for take. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I not on mute? So I'm sorry. I'm playing in the background here. This is this is what CNN had to say about it about the today's big day. Uh, they said CNN said Microsoft is resurrecting its 38 year old flight simulator game. And I thought, you know what? That makes it sound like there's nothing. That's to as old it. as I am. Right, but they're making it sound like like eh, they're just bringing they're bringing this back this old game. This is a much bigger deal than that. You know, it's been 14 years since they put out a version of this game. FSX was the last one. Three thousand six. Three different versions with more planes. Apparently, is what what they're and it was funny because I I was waxing poetic on it. I remember the very first Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator, which I don't believe, I don't think it was Microsoft. Was it? I think it was another company. That put it out. I'm and not sure, but I did see a, a YouTube video called The History of Flight Simulator, and it showed screenshots from every single flight simulator along the path. And the first one was, I mean, it was DOS. Yeah, it was DOS. But here's the thing I remember about it. I mean, I go back to those days. It had, because uh, my mom's boss, she worked at um, Trammell Crow, which was a, a part of Fleur, like the Fleur Corporation building in Irvine. Big, huge company, right? And he, his job, he was, he's no longer with us, but he was the director of security for their entire company. And he later went on to become, I think, mayor for the city of Irvine or something like that. Oh, wow. Right. But he was a, he was like into flying, but he got into flying because of flight simulator. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day going to his office and he was talking, have you seen this computer? And I wasn't into computers then. Right. And he's like, have you seen this computer game? You know, and blah, blah, blah. And then he showed me, I said to him, I go, what happens if your big boss comes in? And he hits this button, and it brings up a Lotus One Two Three spreadsheet. Yep, it was in a it was a button so you could play at work. And if the bosses came by, you didn't have to worry about them catching you working. Yep. But he ended he ended up actually it was funny because he got the bug. And I think if a lot of people play this, they may do the same thing. They may catch that bug and suddenly start going to yeah. And if you remember, Microsoft did these deals with the Cessna flight schools where you know you would buy it and you could get a discount to go get your first training flight. And uh, he ended up buying a plane with my mom. It was a, a, um, a Stinson Voyager. And the, the, the goal was he would work his way to his pilot's license and teach me how to fly. Well, and I used to go up with him, and it was, it was nuts. We would do aerobatics uh, over, um, over Riverside. That's where we kept the plane at Flaybob. And then, uh, then the, he, he sold it and, with my mom, and they bought a Centabria, which is made for, you know, stunts and all that stuff. Had the inverted fuel tanks, the whole bit. And then, uh, then you know, he just lost interest, and my mom got her money back, and that was it. I never learned how to fly. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned about, you know, get, catching the bug from plane flight simulator and wanting to, you know, become a real pilot. I was, I was hearing something. I was actually reading a, a review about the new flight simulator 2020, and the person put it that, they put it pretty bluntly. They said, you know, flight simulator 2020 isn't the teacher. 
it's the classroom. And there's going to be plenty of professional instructors with, with the realism of this particular simulator. There are going to be plenty of instructors, especially now with COVID and everything, that mm-hmm. are going to hop into these virtual planes with, uh, with students and be able to teach them how to fly, teach them the, the fundamentals of flying uh, virtually. So no longer do you have to go to these you know, flight schools where you have to pay you know, $10,000, $20,000 to sit in this fully immersive simulator that moves and tilts and duck, dive, dip, and dodge, you know, all those kind of things. Like, no, this, you can do it from your home, and, and you can use Discord to get in with a voice chat with a real flight instructor. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, nothing beats getting into an actual airplane. I oh, have sure. flown in, in many airplanes, and I have piloted a plane. I just don't never got a license. But Sean uh, and you, Justin, yeah, I've, I've piloted a plane. You, before. but you kind of, op- yeah, you kind of opened my eyes because I honestly thought the idea of virtual reality was stupid. Like, mm-hmm. oh, somebody putting on goggles and flying in, uh, in a plane. I thought, why, why you're taking away from the experience? But then you mentioned, no, you're then you're even more immersed. Yeah. into this this whole experience Are, yeah. is anybody going to try the virtual reality when it when it becomes available i want to try it but like i'm i've never played flight simulator you guys never before never <laughs> never in my life so i'm kind of like nervous to fly sean don't you I, have i'm i'm afraid of heights and i get motion sickness Am I uh-oh get motion sickness? <laughs> yeah yeah you would yeah you would <laughs> so pre all this covid stuff right i bought justin's 1070 Right. Yeah. That was the precursor to me getting an Oculus. They haven't been available yet. I still haven't been able to find them. A- I just got emails from everything from Best Buy, B&H, Newegg, yeah. saying Maybe that the I, Oculus is I'm back in wait- stock. I'm just waiting for that email then. So I'll have to look. But uh, I have gotten permission from Caitlin to get an Oculus for VR. Nice. She Whoa. was able to. We had a, a friend of ours who has the Oculus bring his computer over. We set it up. And it's, it was really cool to set it up with the projector and all this other stuff. So I'm really excited to, to invest some money in some VR. Now, when you when you do the virtual reality experience, right, and you put them on and you're maybe playing a game on the computer, is there a way that somebody that's there in the room with you can see what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can set it up for a dual display where you're actually displaying what the viewer sees in their headset. Oh, nice. Uh, have you ever done that, uh, John? I mean, you've done... Have you done the tank simulators when you were in the army? Did they do that? Yeah, that's how I was trained to drive a tank. I was actually, um, I think we talked about this before, but in basic training, I wasn't allowed to drive tanks. And they kept, they held back about 16 of us out of that class to be sent to Daytona Beach, Florida, where the GE plant was, where they had the Navy submarine simulator, Mm -hmm. uh, a naval ship simulator deck. Uh, they had the Air Force's jet simulator, and they also were building a brand-new tank simulator for the M1A1. So I learned how to drive a tank uh, virtually. And we actually passed with higher scores and less damage to vehicles uh, because, you know, when you're driving around a $60 million tank and you don't even barely have a license from, uh, you know, a regular driver's license, and then they stick you in that thing, you can, you can really cause some problems. Wow. Okay, so the big question is, with it coming out today, who has got it already? Who has gone ahead and purchased? Uh, oh, I, me. Yeah. I bought the Game Pass, so I downloaded the regular. I, I actually bought the I bought the most expensive version because I'm a flight sim geek. Right. So I I paid the 120. I got the uh premium version. So there's there's basic that comes with the the Game Pass. Yep. There's deluxe, and then there's the premium. And the way the it's interesting because I also was reading about this too, or not reading about, I was watching a YouTube video about the pricing structure. The way that Microsoft prices the basic versus the deluxe versus the premium. They, 
it almost seems like they just they just want you to skip the deluxe. They want you to go either basic or go premium. They don't want you to get the deluxe because it's only like an extra ten bucks and you get like an extra ten planes. Um, so it's like why why am I going to get the deluxe? I just go with the premium. Right. So that's what I did. I just I just got the premium. Wow. Now uh, with this, you're able to multiplay. You could play with other people, fly yes. with other people, meet and, up. Do they have a, a special like facility or place you can log into to play it? I don't know. I haven't gotten to that oh. point, but I do know that there's multiplayer uh, capabilities. You guys can you can get a bunch of friends together. You can fly in formation. But not only that, one of the coolest features, and this is a website that has been around for for about 20 years now, VatSim, Virtual Air Traffic Simulator. It is a mm -hmm. is an organization of people that would go on to like FSX and even even games, you know, other older versions of Flight Simulator, and they would run virtual air traffic control for different uh multiplayer lobbies now is so that what would... air force proud 95 does yes okay yes he does vat sim so he'll he'll jump into a multiplayer game and he'll act as the air traffic controller and so when you're sitting in your plane waiting to taxi or whatever you're actually talking you're actually saying what you need to say like like i was just joking earlier with you andy i was like november three nine or four uh ready to taxi yeah. runway three six left Departure it straight responds. out, yes. and then and no, not it. A person responds. The person will tell you, "All right, November three six nine, you are cleared to taxi via Bravo Charlie cross one way three six right. Get ready on three six left. Line up and wait. Right. And then you got to wait for the other wow. people to come in. It's it's like the real thing. So here's the cool part about it: FS twenty twenty flight simulator twenty twenty comes with that sim uh, by default. It's it's enabled oh, wow. in the wow. program. You don't have to download an extra app. You don't have to do anything extra. That sim has now been adopted by Microsoft to be the official uh, partner, I guess you could say, for virtual air traffic controllers. Oh, that's going to be neat. Yes. That's going to be neat. I like okay, it. Okay, so what, what happened? I'm curious because, like, I was watching some videos last night on, like, people doing the pre-play, right? And I'm like... This looks cool. My husband's like, can we go fly together? I'm like, you don't have Xbox, so sorry you can't fly on mine. <laughs> but uh, you're welcome to fly on mine, right? So I'm like, um, what happens if you – like, can you crash? You can crash, but here's the thing. I mean, so like, they, it doesn't kill you and, like, you have to gain no, over respawn no, or anything so, like that, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> let's rewind pre-9-11. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Back in the days before 9-11, you could crash and you would see a big flame ball and the plane would blow up and the building you would might hear, have a hear hole it. in it. Yeah. You would hear it. Uh, okay. After 9-11, they got rid of the Twin Towers out of Microsoft Flight Simulator 98, I believe, was the latest edition at that time. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they removed the, the crash simulation. So okay. you can still crash, but what happens bounce, is... right? No. Well, no, no, no. That's if you turn crashing off. You just start bouncing. Yeah. But if you have crash enabled... The moment you make contact with something, the screen goes black and it says you've crashed. Ah, uh, okay. So, All right. So, so I need to write that down. All enable, right. enable bouncing. Well, yeah. just just disable crash. <laughs> just no, just disable crash, we, and then you can I, just sit there and bounce off of things. We did a. We, I, I'm that kid that just my but, my brother was like, "Here's my remote control helicopter. <laughs> you can't crash it." And I went bam right in the wall. Like, yep. We we did a segment on uh, Fox 11, and uh, this is Thrustmaster had sent us. The flight, the HOTUS flight controllers, the whole bit. And it was actually pretty funny because Andrew had never flown a plane before. And he was like install position the whole time. When he actually touched the ground, it would it would bounce. 
And then he was just driving down the road. I mean, he was he was just <laughs> going down the road. And we were like commenting. Well, that's pretty terrifying. <laughs> so, but now when you're on the road, from what I understand, the graphics are amazing. I, mean, so, I, I haven't seen. I have not gotten it yet, and I need your guys. So you think I should get the I, I really full on do. premium? And I just want to mention, I mean, the premium, yeah, get whatever you can afford, honestly. Get whatever you can afford. You can always upgrade later. So if you can only afford the basic edition right now, you can upgrade to the deluxe or the premium later, and you get those extra planes. Or you can just wait until the future when they release these add-on DLCs. Like, they're going to they're gonna release new planes and, and new scenery and things like that. But How about challenges? I, I, Are they going to do those? Yeah, they do have yeah, a couple, there's, right? Yeah, there's challenges. Okay. Right, I think the one right up up and right down is a landing challenge, and it's in a Cessna. Is that that's, the, that's, a, that's a live landing challenge? So you're actually competing against real people to do the landing challenge, yeah. but they do have they do have offline challenges as well. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I kind of want to touch the reason we're we're so impressed with this is I really want to get I want to take a just a very quick deep dive into what makes this special, and the previous editions of Flight Simulator relied on. Uh, very basic graphics for the ground and they didn't really do a lot of yeah. detail with the cities and the countryside and you would actually have to purchase packs like i remember from fsx i would purchase packs like southern california which was like satellite imagery of southern california so i could fly around los angeles and san diego now with fs 2020 they're using the microsoft azure ai uh and they're also using bing maps so they're using satellite imagery from Bing, uh, which nobody uses, but apparently now people are going to start using it. And you can see basically every place on Earth. Everything is detailed. You can fly to any place on Earth and see the real buildings that are really there. And, well, not every building's in 3D, but that's where the AI comes in. Yeah. The AI can determine what's the difference between a farmhouse and a city building. And if it detects a farmhouse, it's going to build a, a, a 3D rendering of a farmhouse. Versus if you're in a city and it detects a building that looks like it has a large shadow on the building, it's going to say, ah, that's a skyscraper. And it's going to build you an AI skyscraper. Now, I'm wondering, are they, uh, are they doing an upgrade path? Because like I, I still have FSX on mine from Steam. I still have that There's on no my hard drive. Grade path. They're just not delete do it. it. Yeah. No, just, just delete, delete it and go and go to the new one. Yeah. But the thing is, now people are like, "Wow, that's got to take up a lot of space." It doesn't. It's actually all downloaded. So you don't have to have an internet connection to play this game. But if you don't, you don't get the live updates. You don't get the nice scenery. It's all going to be default scenery. However, if you have an internet connection, it will stream the data that needs to download in order to give you that flight, so you can see the real buildings. So including your, the weather. Including the weather, yeah. live weather. Like Ninety-six lava outside, right? Yes, right. yes. It takes the wind. It takes precipitation. It gets all. It the takes weather everything. Stuff it, yep. Yeah, and, oh and as a reminder, heat, so cool. heat and cold is going to affect your flight. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 This is this is the most realistic simulator. Santa Ana winds are going to be a thing because, like, right here, going yep. to Ontario, you get those Santa Ana mm. winds coming down mm -hmm. the Cajon yeah. Pass. Yep. Going yep. That way. What were you going to say, That's Sean? Crazy. So to touch on Justin's. Uh, talk about the graphics and stuff. What I really like is that they have these handcrafted uh, airports, right? If you read about how they did that, they literally flew over, did low passes over these airports with laser scanning. Yeah. So it's it's inch accurate, centimeter and accurate. What, and what they did is they also used the blueprints. Yep. Oh, so that's cool. The, the buildings are accurate. The 3D renderings are accurate. Yep. It's 
you fly over this airport and it's going to be like you're flying over the like the airport. Now, Justin, I know that you've got it. Now, Sean, you got it today. Have you had a chance to, to fly yet? Did you fly over your house? I have not flown yet. Um, I That's the first thing I'm going to install- do. I started installing it last night and I encountered some of what the, they have said are the errors that you're seeing where it's, yeah. it'll lock up, it'll freeze, you have to Alt F4, you have to restart it, all this stuff. I bought it through the Game Pass, which means mm-hmm. I used the Microsoft Store to download it. What they did was they allowed you to do like a pre-download. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it, I did. It says, hey, I'm going to download 156 gigs, but then it would download like 900 meg. And yeah. I was like, what? what is it doing? It's so weird. So what that was was that that was the launcher for Microsoft. Then you, yeah. have to, then you had to open Microsoft Flight Sim from your computer. Yep. Not, not from, don't launch it from the game store because it didn't work. Yeah. Actually, go to the start menu, launch Flight Sim, and then it would bring you to the content manager, where it would say, "Oh, now you really have to download 98 gigs of stuff." Then, then you had to start it there, and then it would lock up or it would freeze, and then it would crash, and you have to start over. So it took me a while. I finally got it going last night. I was doing about 25 gigs per hour download. I know that Amanda had her 900 meg and downloaded. <laughs> oh, I downloaded in about an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it's about an hour. I went. I started it at I want to say 11:30 p.m. last night, and I went to bed at 1:30 a.m. and I was at 70% downloaded. So oh wow! I don't know what time it started. You went to bed at 1:30 a.m. I go to bed late. Wow, <laughs> that's that's early for me. What it's like to be young again, <laughs> yeah, right? But so me getting home, sitting at my computer, logging onto this call was the first time I've touched my computer today. Well, I bet so you're I, you're I, itching to to play, it's, right? It's on the other screen. I'm going through setting up all my controls, setting up my graphics, getting ready to go. I've already got it running, so I know it's working. I'm just ready. Like I said, as soon as we're done with this show, I'm hitting the stream button and I'm going on a test flight. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, I don't want to deviate too much from this. However, uh, Amanda did get something that she shared on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter, and I thought, what is it that you got that really ended up? kind of helping you out. You're going to show it to us? Okay, yeah. So last night, my husband comes in and he says, hey, babe, come here, which means I bought something. I do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the same thing. Right? Wait, wait, wait. Are you exposing all of us for the same thing? <laughs> yes, all okay. of you. Well, okay, so then I said, look what I found. So first of all, it started with look what I found, which was the old Apple Airport Extreme, which we'll, we could talk about later if you want. But he bought this thing called an Amplify Mesh System, yep. oh, cool. I guess. All right. Yep. Have you heard of it? This one's the it. Alien, and I it looks it. like a huge Alexa. I have it. Oh, Broadway <laughs> yeah. says he has one. All right. I, we put in. You remember we talked about it? No. I, yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, my hmm. gosh. It went from, like, 200 to, like, 900 and i had like three twitch streams a youtube a something else yep. and i was yep. streaming and, and like awful. right now i accidentally clicked flight sim because i was messing around and it played and i was like well you probably saw me jump because flight sim just popped up on my screen i'm like what is that noise but like this thing is like wh- like oh my gosh mm. and you got the two little you got the two wall warts to be able to plug into other rooms or other sides of the house so not yet because that was separate, I guess. So we wanted to test it out first to see how it went. So, but we are gonna get that because we have like twenty seven hundred square feet, yes. and it's just I was look. I'm like, this is amazing. So, and then my new phone comes Friday, so I'm super excited. Nice. And now we're like Wi-Fi six and everything. Now explain awesome. a little on a on a mesh system uh, on a mesh yeah. network. 
and we were talking, I did a, the segment on TV the last week and we talked about how to extend your, your wireless. And I just, I always say, just get a really good router. It's not going to be too much of a problem, but for people like Broadway, uh, or when you're in a house that's 2,700 square feet and you've got extra rooms, you've got the garage, a yep. mesh system can be a great solution because what, what it I does have. is extends your, yeah. your internet connectivity throughout the entire house. Are you, it, are you, I mean, Broadway, you, it was the same, the same price as a router, uh, buying a router. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like that's how he justified it anyway. But I, I was, I was like, no, this thing's not going to work. He plugged it in and like, literally it took longer to type the password in yes. than to get the thing connected to the whole house. Like wow. it figures huh. everything so quick. Wow. Yeah. Now who makes this? Uh, it's, it's by ubiquity. Amp- Oh, it is a ubiquity device. All right. Oh, all right. So now I bought the ubiquity version. She bought the amplify version. They did brand my version amplify on the software, but the alien is their gamer slash um, highest speed residential product. They got it's it's straight up the same as what I have, but I bought the commercial version that came with the two, the two extra uh, panels. And those Mm -hmm. are those little white things I was holding up. Y'all remember those? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's the same. She's got the black system. That's gaming. It's called the Alien. So I yeah, have I have the Google uh, the Google Nest uh, mesh system. Right. And and it comes mm-hmm. with uh, well mine yeah it comes with three. I I, I just uh, I only use two of them to be honest right now because I don't really need the third. But if I wanted to, I could always have that third one upstairs. But yeah, I mean it's a it's a great system. It really it works well. Uh, and because yeah. I originally when I saw mesh, I wasn't too like. Mm, uh, but you guys are happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm, all... I'm always wireless, so right. everything in this room is wireless. I don't want to have a big cable going across the house, you know, to the other room. So sure. it works for me, and I, like, do my Twitch streams, game, whatever, like, watch videos, whatever I want to do at the yeah. same time. That's great. So, Andy, you know that we talked about when my situation where I, I would prefer wired because I've been down the wireless route and been in wireless since the mid-'90s. I hate wireless. You know that. But mm-hmm. I have to give it to them. This product is very simple. It it uh it actually band steers properly, so all your two four devices it'll keep on two four, nice. and then all of your five gigahertz will it'll actually stick them at the proper frequency twenty, yep. sixty or eighty hertz, whichever gives it the strongest signal. And then you can also ha- it also has an advanced roaming feature for the newer devices that it will flip them to whichever it once she gets the dongled meshes in, it will keep pushing them back and forth to whichever side of the house she's on without her even seeing it or noticing well- it. Well, and the cool thing I, I noticed on here, too, is they have something called a teleport, yep. which you can VPN into your network from anywhere. Yes. Is it oh, easy wow. to set up? Yeah. That's cool. Too quick. You just plug it in. It's done. Boom. That's very really nice. cool. Very nice. Uh, Sean has shown us something very cool. He just got on pre-order. It's like show and tell today because I got something to show as well. But Ooh. it's uh, it's pretty neat. Now, for those seeing this on the uh, video version... <gasps> What is that, what is that box you've got? This is, is that what I think it is? Wise outdoor camera. Yes. I, I pre-ordered uh, probably about two months ago, right right after the COVID stuff. They released, hey, this is what we're doing for our next couple of big projects, and the outdoor camera was one of them. Forty-five bucks on uh, their website, and I pre-ordered it. It is so cheap. And it is awesome. I I plugged it in. It comes with a. Uh, a device you plug into your router, so it's got a Wi-Fi connect point. Basically, it's an access point for the camera. Um, but what what I really, really liked about it, and I tried it this weekend, it has a travel mode. A travel it, mode? They, huh? did not, they did not release this information to any... I, I didn't see it anywhere else. You can turn it on, 
mm-hmm. and you double click the sync button and it puts it in travel mode. It becomes its own Wi-Fi access point, which you can then connect your phone to and take with you on the road. Oh, wow. And you Whoa. can connect your phone to it via the now, access point. It's got a battery, and right? And control it via the app. So you can still log in. You can set recordings. You can do all this stuff. So I set it up while we were camping this weekend. So I set it up uh, in the camper because I was just testing it. Um, but I was able to do it without having access to the – I call it the bridge. But it – it's, its, it's got a battery, portable. right? It's yeah, it's got a. Uh, doesn't say how big the battery is on the back, but it's like a, it's a huge battery. They'll say it'll last six to eight months with minimal recording. Nice. Now, can you recharge this battery? Is it rechargeable or is it just one it's one got, time it's use? Got a, it's got a USB port on the back. It's got a. It's weather sealed, so it's kind of hard to open. But it's got a USB. The power plug is under there. But what I like about it is it's got a removable magnetic base. Oh, that is so, so this, cool. This, so the base is open, right? So that you, if you're looking at the video, you can see there's the QR code to sync it and all that stuff. But it's got a tripod mount, uh, <laughs> quarter twenty tripod mount on the bottom, which means I can take any off off the third, you know, third party tripod, a uh, Gorilla Pod or anything. Where if you want to get it to a pl- place where it's going to be harder to get this mount with the screw pieces on the bottom mm-hmm. and mount it. Like I said, it just clicks in and then you're good to go. And it's pretty solid. I mean, it's. It's it's no weak. It's not a weak magnet in there. Now you said it's so weather. It's, this is a weather. There's some weather pr- protection on here. Could I essentially put this outside, uh, maybe on an eve where you know you, you'd have to get a ladder to get to it, oh, and yeah, be able to. But again, I don't have to have a cord, power cord, going to it. You don't. No. So once it's on, like I said, they say Ooh. with minimal record actions, right? I don't know minimal record events. So if you have it set up to capture every motion event. It might not. It's not going to last as long, clearly. But if Does, you have it set up to where it's just seeing a, a, an egress point through your house, it might only record three or four motion events every month or something, and that's going to last a lot longer. Does it have like the ability to upload right to the cloud, or does it connect to your Wi-Fi network, or does it save it on an so, SD card? Or so you can do you can do various different ways. In the travel mode, it goes to the SD card, right? Okay. If you have it in your house, they have a. It's a. I call it a bridge. It's a two antenna device that it has a power cord and an ethernet jack that you plug into your router that bridges the it's a ah. it bridges the cameras to your router so then they yeah. become part of your wi-fi network that way whereas the other wise cams are they just connect to your wi-fi and then you connect through your network that way now i did have a friend that actually now that you bring this up and you show me this he did mention he got one of these as well and he stated that with the bridge uh, he noticed that the latency was a little bit more than normally connecting to his wise cams. It would like it would have to buffer for like an extra five seconds before it would get to the outdoor cam. And I don't know. Uh, I guess it would make sense. I mean, it's it's because the bridge is is there. It's bridging the gap, you know, per se between your network and the camera. But he also he said that you know the camera is great, but he's not a big fan of having to use this bridge. So. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. But what I think what it is is it allows you to put a in places it's going to give you that extra oomph of distance it looks like it's going to challenge really arlo oh which yeah is from from belkin yeah. which you know was driven by two batteries you put that up there now i looked at a product not long ago that's solar powered now i wonder could you connect a solar device uh because you can buy solar solar panels now a uh, small solar panels for powering electronics could you do that with that yeah, so they recommend a device that puts out two amps, right, for their charging power. But five volts, there's a lot of consumer-grade 
solar panels. I think I have a couple that I bought at Radio mm-hmm. Shack when they were going out of business. And it doesn't matter if you're trick if you're trickle charging it, it's going to be fine. You don't have to have a constant supply. So if it's overnight or it's cloudy, you're not charging. But during the day, when there's sun on it, you're going to get the full effect of the solar panel, and it'll charge. Let's remind everybody, 45 bucks for this? And how is the video quality? And does it do oh, night vision as well? Oh, yeah. It, it, does, it has the IR sensor in it. It does, or the IR lens that clicks into place. And I, I have not downloaded the images yet that I recorded, but so far, just from the preview, it looks amazing. Now, John, I know you have cameras on your perimeter of your property. Did you go with Schwann or which which way did you go with yours? Back when I had all those cameras out, we had the Schwanns and the Foss cams and all those lower end ones. But with all the hacks that they had with all the firmware code breaks and mm-hmm. stuff, I went ahead and just removed them. Nowadays, I've, I've standardized on all the Ubiquiti product and or we're acquiring more Ubiquiti product uh, because Ubiquiti just released a, um, a virtual appliance. Of course, you know, they want to put a box on everything. But their new DVR or NVR box is only 399 bucks, and it, and it has storage capability for 24 terabytes. And wow. then you could buy their cameras. And literally, you, you like with her AI mesh this, or her Amplify product she just put in, you could do a direct connect to it, and it would use that, that teleporter to get her access to her streaming live cameras wherever she had in the home. And they're all powered off of the PoE support that they have because their cameras right. are all PoE. So – the other thing I did look at was, wait, if you need a power, if you can do PoE and you can run a cable, then why couldn't you also just do a um, a wireless, a wire to wireless PoE device, i.e. have a solar panel providing power to a PoE injector, ta-da. Right. And now, yeah. cost-wise, though, isn't that more expensive? If you went with a ubiquity system to do your home monitoring, would that be more expensive than going with, say, Nest or ring or canary or any of those that are on the market yeah. of course but you're getting the quality of a commercial grade system and you have it for life and it's your own i'm a little confused because uh you know nest got bought up by was it is it google that bought them yes. so yeah. i've got nest and i pay for constant monitoring on one of them and i was paying 50 bucks a month for that right or 50 bucks i'm sorry 50 bucks a year and i have another camera that is only monitoring when it receives somebody walking in and it does, it just takes a still. It doesn't do video. I can lo- watch live video, but it won't uh, record video seg- second uh, segments because I'm not paying for that one. However, now they're offering me, they're saying, well, listen, get all of your Nest devices covered for uh, just six bucks a month. So you pay $72 a year. Not and bad. so I can even add more Nest products to that. And the quality on those is really good, but God yeah. wise with what they're doing, I really do like that, especially if you can take it with you. And then can you stream your chickens with that thing? Yeah. Could you? So, so we're actually looking at putting one more of those uh, AI mesh pieces down into our lower garage because I, I sometimes am receiving wireless already at the coop. Um, so I've also talked to you all about solar pa- power, i.e. providing a, its own distribution box. And I've already got the plans. And it's going to cost me about 650 bucks to get as much power as I need for everything I need, the, the feeder heater or the water heaters. And the cameras and ancillary lights. Hmm. So I'm thinking if I plug in one of those down there on the wall, it will connect to the one in the garage. And then I could just have a POE switch and yeah. ta-da. I do could, that. I could live I could live stream my whole chicken coop with two or three cameras that are continually being fed off the network here. All right. Let me let me show you what I got. All right. Uh, I went ahead. So 
in my office, and I think a lot of people are going to go through this. In my office, I've got dual monitor uh, set up. And I love dual monitor, and I have it extended, not a mirror. mirror. I have it extended so I can have a, uh, a document on one side if I do a copy and paste, where uh, then I can move it to where I need it to go on another document. This is having a dual monitor set up for anybody that's doing graphics, anybody that does a lot of um uh, documents that you do websites. These are great to have because you can test your website out and then do your building, your, your WordPress or whatever you're using on the other side. Uh, but the problem is, is when I'm at, at work at the studios here at KGVY, I bring my laptop in and I don't have dual monitors. Uh, and I'm so used to that. And now I've been bringing a lot of work that I do at home. I bring it into work while I'm here. Uh, so I decided I need to find a solution. And I came up with this one. This is from a company called LaPal. Uh, now, LaPal, it's a 15.6-inch Type-C portable display. Oh, wow. So what it is is basically a high-quality display like a laptop, but without... It's just basically just an extension of a monitor. But it has USB-C, which means with a USB-C device, like, uh, Amanda, you've got the note coming. Yeah. Uh, Justin, you have a Pixel. I know yep. uh, you can plug it into this and extend your smartphone onto this screen. But with HDMI, I can actually connect my HDMI from my laptop and connect it to this and use it as an ex- extended monitor and have... That's pretty cool. Yeah. And $99 to, at Best Buy right now. No. This oh, is... Okay, serious? so the AOC, which is a USB, it's not Type-C, the AOC oh. one, which I looked at, is $99. So if you need an ex- extended monitor, you can do that with them. It's not 1920-1080. That, that one from the AOC, I believe, is a little less on the resolution for it. Um, this one from LaPau was uh, $188. Bucks. Yep, $188 and, bucks right here. Yep. Uh, it comes with a real flimsy stand, which is magnetic, as you guys can see. Um, I might invest in an actual stand for it. But I can just fold it up, put it in my laptop bag. It has power cord. You can plug the power cord in. Uh, it has HDMI. Has uh, again the C connector, and I'm really looking forward to to putting some use to this. And if I can do the drag and drop easily off my laptop with it sitting right there, That's I'm going to really be in cool. heaven. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you knew somebody with a 3D printer, they might be able to print you a stand. I'm just saying. Oh, oh wow! I hey, Justin. Know. Hey, yeah, I like that. I mean, sure who that might well, be. I mean, Justin, you're not the only one with an Ender Three. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You've got <laughs> I, one too, I, don't I, you? I, I did ask. I did ask you. For I know. Something. I know. And I'm working on it. I'm still looking for the right thing. I'm what still trying to make mine right? work. Well, how are you going to make it work um, with all that stuff on your printer? That's the problem. I can't get it off. <laughs> He's got stuff uh, yeah. all over his printer. Man, thing, I, verse, yeah. thingy, thingy, verse, thingiverse, like, thing, like, I, verse, dot com. Go there and you can just find anything you want. Send it to look, Amanda or myself. And look, yeah, we'll, we'll build a print it for you. I a little Android phone stand and you stick your, you know. Oh, I like it. Now, how long, in there how, and then there. How long does it take to make that? This was like maybe four Ooh. hours. But four it's hours. really really easy yeah oh you're gonna go down the thingiverse rabbit hole good luck all right now what, yeah. what's this website thingiverse what is yes. it yeah oh that's that that's like the go-to 
for 3D printing files. I mean, you can find almost anything on there. But now I have a better one that I personally like. Um, it is called, let me find it right here, Yegi. Yegi.com. Y-E-G-G-I.com. It is like, it's like, it's like a search engine for 3D printing files. So it incorporates things from Thingiverse, but it also incorporates things from all other websites. And it even includes some paid files. So if you click on a file you really, really like, it's going to say, all right, yeah, well, this one's going to cost you a buck. Right, you right, know, to be right. able to find, to be able to download the file. But Yegi is a search engine for 3D printable models. Very cool. I like it. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Amanda. I'm Broadway. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Andy Taylor. And I'm Justin Lemmy. All right, uh, I got to tell you about a project I was involved in this week. Um, so a woman who works with uh, with Gloria had said that uh, her laptop had just died, just died. She mm-hmm. it's an Asus laptop uh, that she had uh, she had just used for documents and getting on the web and you know going online and the whole bit. And she said she didn't you know know what to do, so she had taken it to a place where they would look at it and they took it in the back. Had it in the back for seven minutes. Guy came out and says, yeah, I think your logic board's dead. Um, and uh, I mean, if you want, I, you could buy a new laptop and we would charge you $200 to move the data over from your drive uh, if we can get it. And so she said, well, let me think about it because, you know, this pandemic has cut back hours. Some people can't afford that right now. So uh, she was at work and she was telling Gloria, this. Gloria said, well, why, why don't you have Andy look at it? She goes, oh, he does that stuff. She said, yes. So uh, she brought me the laptop and um, I'm in perfect condition. It's 12 years old, but it's in yeah. perfect condition. It was sold with Windows 8. Uh, she had upgraded at some point to Windows 10. And I open up the laptop and I, I hit the power button and I I see uh, the BIOS come up. And that's, you know, right away, BIOS. So I go in looking and I see the hard drive there, right? And so I go through and I... I try it again. I, you know, hold the power button, start it up. BIOS comes right back up. So I know she said one of the things she didn't want to lose is the stuff on her hard drive. So I thought, well, let me go ahead and take, get that data saved before I do anything else. So I open it up uh, and it's the kind you have to unscrew the back. They don't make these user serviceable ports anymore. I take it. I plugged it into uh, my Kingwin and Sure enough, could see the drive, but it kept telling me there were errors on the drive. So I was able to get the documents, everything off of that onto a, another hard drive and save it so it was safe. So then I'm looking at the I'm looking at the computer and they're they're saying it's bad logic board, right? Pull the battery. That little you know, little battery that's CMOS, in the laptop. The yeah. little CMOS battery. <clears throat> the CMOS or, battery. Mm-hmm. CMOS okay. battery. Pull that, waited, put it back in, reset everything. Sure enough. It's looking for a hard drive. So that mm. means, well, I don't think it's your logic board going out. So I went out and bought a, a 480 gigabyte SSD. It was a traditional spinny drive in there, 5,400 RPM, uh, and installed Windows on it. Worked great. It wouldn't, allow, it wouldn't let me make the copy because there were problems. So the problem was really just in the hard drive. But, you know, salesmen sitting there right away trying to say, you need a new laptop. 
and of we're going to charge you are. 200 bucks to copy the data over. Of course. So uh, kind of kind of sad, but we were able to. And then what I thought was really cool, I was concerned because, you know, I had to use one of my Windows disks to go ahead and recover it. I installed Windows 10, and that's what I love about my, what Microsoft did with Windows 10. Uh, it saw that this laptop had originally had Windows 10 on it, yep. and it activated it. I didn't that's, have to do that's anything what I else. Did. That's what I did when I upgraded all my stuff. I upgraded my processor, my motherboard, my graphics card. Only thing that I didn't upgrade was the RAM and the hard drives, and Windows 10 was like, yeah, you're good. Yeah, because it sees yeah, you had it originally. So even with my brand-new fresh install on the secondary machine, because my original machine was still running Windows 10, when I logged into this one with that account, that Microsoft account, it says, uh, have you made major changes to your system? And I said, yes. And it, then it said, is it this system? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and it just <laughs> activated it. And then it I activated, mean, yeah. I'm going to replace this system. I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's replacing the personal machine. So I am going to refurbish slash just tear down the old machine. But I just thought it was kind of spooky but also cool that it found – the account even because yeah. all the hardware changed new motherboard new everything but it says oh we, you've already had one registered before so now instead of us having to have 15 keys for all you know because it allows you to have it on three devices if i if i remember correctly it allows it to have you on a laptop a desktop and a phone so or a tablet i think oh it's five devices right five different I devices think it's five yeah yeah so i don't have that license on more than three devices right now so I love it. I think so my, my question is, is when you got your Windows 10 version, how did you upgrade? I'm curious because... Windows 7. Did you do the accessibility update that was yes. great? Yes, I've always done them. They, they don't have that anymore. Is that correct? Did they get rid of that? Did, have they done with that? No, the media creation tool still does it. Yeah, that's that's what you need Good to, to use. Good to know. Media creation I, my tool. My machine was originally Windows 7. So my up, upgrade was through the accessibility option back in, I don't know, whenever I did it, 2000. 14 or whatever here's a good reminder though for for parents and i you know this is something amanda probably should know about too microsoft pushed a ton of updates a ton of them uh this last week and some people are starting to get those now that didn't get them last week um so you may find that suddenly you've got to sit down at a classroom you've got to sit there and do work from home and you're going to be delayed because Windows is going through this massive update. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. I think on my my main machine, I went through four different complete up, uh, updates that needed rebooting. Uh, and yep. I, it would be fine. And all of a sudden, boom, uh, I'd have an issue. And We're then it was having a lot of printer issues, guys. Yeah, pr printers and, issues, and mouse mice issues as yep. well. Yep. I think it's been. So just be aware of that. Just to, you know, get time when you have time to yourself. Make sure you do your Windows update. So yes, that and, and, it, and if you're having an issue installing Flight Simulator, make sure you're on the right version because there is a compatibility that you have to be at a specific version of Windows to run Flight Simulator. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're yeah, run, running one of the, I don't remember what version it is, but you, there is a specific version of Windows. I'll have to look it up, but you have to be beyond that. I don't think it's the most recent, but it's uh, it's definitely a recent update. PC Gamer did a big story uh, this past week saying that if you've been thinking about upgrading your memory and your hard drive, uh, this is the time to do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yep. oh, there's yeah. like Definitely. so much, there's so much like extra inventory. Mm -hmm. uh, people are just not buying things. So yeah, I'm, 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 well, you know what? I'm in the market for some new memory. So yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. But if you've got a laptop though, before you decide, oh, you want to upgrade the memory in your laptop, uh, check first because manufacturers like HP and some of the other ones have soldered the memory to the laptop, which means you're not going to do an upgrade. You're not going to be able right. to do memory upgrades 
not like the old days. But however, yeah. you can do if you've got an old spinny drive or even an old SSD that's two hundred forty gigabyte. Why not upgrade it if you can to five hundred gigabyte? Right? Yep. Are there limitations once you get above five hundred gigabytes? I don't think there is. I think you could still go to one terabyte if you want. I think, I think so. they always say there are theoretical limits right. to mm-hmm. the data, but they keep blowing by those like it's nobody's really saying that anymore. So mm-hmm. they keep saying there are limits, but in six months we'll be beyond those limits and faster and smaller. And Yeah, but if you're thinking about doing it, now's a good time. Where where do you buy your memory? Do you go through PC Part Picker or what are your choices? I uh, buy my stuff from Newegg or... Um, B&H actually is a good place to buy a lot of PC parts now. Well, I was surprised by that because mostly that's been my video and audio place. But right. anytime I Google parts to get different prices and stuff, B&H actually comes up pretty reasonable. Yeah, but now that's the thing. That's the beauty of PC Part Picker, you know, dot com is that it will check B&H. It'll check Newegg. It'll check Amazon. It'll check Walmart. It'll check, I mean, everything. Best Buy. You know, all these sites, uh, and it'll just give you the latest. And not only that, you can actually sign up for, like, a price alert. So you can set yourself a price alert saying, you know, I like this memory, but if it goes below $35, I want to know about it. Oh, so you can have it notify you. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we know that you had a problem with the uh, the egg people, right? Did you ever get that worked out? I went all the way through the piece. So we did this, right? We all, y'all helped me. I kept sending y'all like, I'm thinking about this. We talked about the Intel. We talked about the AMD. Yeah, I kind of blocked you, actually. I know. <laughs> we're, still on, so we're, still on the, we're still on the downswing now of all the COVID purchases. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the prices are now starting to stabilize and the market's starting to be, you know, the inventory's starting to come around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess I purchased a little too early. And a little too late because everybody from Amazon to Newegg to B&H have all delayed my shipping. So, uh, Although, hmm. I will give it this. B&H photo was the fastest and have been the most and have been accurate they didn't miss a beat i got the uh the the actual screen that at you know additional monitor i got that within 24 hours i mean that's that's, that's nice. how quick that you they they were live in a city oh that's right yeah, yeah exactly. i forgot about yeah. that i am an hour outside of minneapolis st paul it just gets delayed an extra day for no reason no joking guys here in denver we've got i think it's i think it's like two different distribution facilities for amazon Right. But yeah. now, you know, speaking of Amazon, you guys heard about this new thing that Walmart is coming out with that competes yeah. directly with Amazon? Yeah, they're going to the do a Walmart, like Walmart Plus. Service? It's called Walmart oh. Plus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's actually really interesting. Yeah. Like, what is it? Well, I mean, it's um, it's kind of like a, a membership service, kind of like Prime, but it's not going to be as expensive, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, you're going to get, you know, basically everything you would get from Amazon, except you know, there's obviously no Walmart video and Walmart music and Walmart. When they just take movies Alexa. out of the five dollar bin and they could just stream those. You, you could probably do that. They'll just they'll just toss the DVDs your way. You could do that. You know, they're trying to go after the people that are looking at the the grocery delivery and right. things like that. So they're trying to they're trying to take that space back from Amazon because you know after Amazon bought Whole Foods and now they're doing the Amazon Fresh, which yep. it, co- coincidentally a lot of times if I order Amazon Fresh, it comes from Walmart. Yeah. Like yeah. they just go to the local store and buy what you need right. and then deliver it to you. So really? basically Walmart's like, no, we're going to do this ourselves. We're not going to allow you. So I'm actually very interested to see if Walmart bans Amazon from coming into their stores 
to buy goods to deliver to other people. That would be very interesting to I see. I always thought it, was, thought it was funny. You can't go into a Walmart and buy a fire stick. You know that, right? Yeah, exactly. They don't. Yeah, exactly. They won't. They won't sell the. Nope. Yeah, they, nope, they won't. Nope. No, they won't sell the Amazon fire stick uh, or the Amazon uh, security devices there. Nope, they, won't. they won't do it. Nope. I yeah. never noticed that. Oh yeah. my god! Target will, but not not. I, I went into I went into uh, Walmart and asked them for about, about the Amazon Fire Stick, and they looked at me like I was the devil. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Get out! Get out now! You're banned." I will tell you one thing that I love about this technology thing um, that that they've stepped up a lot. You know, during this pandemic, is the fact that I never used to ever want to order from apps. I didn't want to do it, and I started doing it. I started using the, the. What do you mean order from apps? Like like, like you're about, So you go, you order from McDonald's, right? And oh yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then you like go Starbucks, and you, yeah, and you right? go and you park. Yeah, I've never did it either. They bring you the product, and I never did it. But now they always I get got, it wrong. I got Taco Bell. I got Chili's. I got Applebee's. I've got uh, McDonald's. I've got Egypt. I've got all the. You all need these to apps. eat a little healthier. But I've got all these apps. But you know what I love about it now? By using the apps, number one, it's faster. Number two, I get points. So <gasps> I get like a free taco or something. So you get points uh, and it's really ultra convenient. And it it's kind of like almost like a, a gaming factor with it, you know, because you're using your smartphone to place the order. So it does make it pretty cool. If you haven't tried it yet, and you've been holding off, uh, I, you know, give it a shot. And I think after a couple of times, uh, a lot of the vendors are doing it now. Uh, it just makes it really easy for your uh, for your ordering. Um, all right, tell you what, we've got a website of the week standing by. Justin, you've got our website of the week? Yes, all right. I do. We're going to take a look at that coming up, but we do have to take another break. We will be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. You can find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. Uh, give us a follow. You can do that as well. And give us a like, if you wouldn't mind, uh, on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash tech talkers and uh if you're uh if you grab our podcast off itunes uh please leave us a comment we would love that give us a rating there on itunes i'm andy taylor i'm sean deweird i'm amanda and i'm justin (laughs) find us on twitter at tech talk radio we'll be right back and now back to tech talk radio so website of the week justin you've got something lined up for us this is actually pretty cool i heard about this so have you ever wanted to get like a custom greeting or a custom message from a famous celebrity Hmm. you can go to cameo.com oh that thing's been huge yes so you can go to cameo.com c-a-m-e-o.com you can find celebrities now a lot of these people are i i I hesitate to say washed up but i mean that's kind of like what people would look at and be like oh they're washed up but they're not i mean some of these people are still in the game i mean ernie hudson sean astin uh, uh, meatloaf. Uh, let's the see game. here. Uh, Jim Boheim, the game. Uh, uh, let's see who else am I looking at? Uh, Larry, Larry Thomas, AKA the soup Nazi from, from, from Seinfeld. Right, right. You can get these people. You can basically, and the prices differ based on how famous they are. You can get them to do a cameo for you, whether it be a voice, whether it be a video, or you can actually even do a chat. You can actually have a, a text chat with them for Wait. the price. That's pretty Not a cool. Video chat. Not a- uh, I don't know. I don't. It's, it just says chat. I don't know if it means video chat. Oh, actually, like, like with Son Ashton, it says book a Zoom, so you can have a Zoom meeting. You could literally sit and talk with Sean Ashton, who's obviously famous for uh, Rudy. Know, Rudy. Uh, he's I famous just do for that in the stadium. The Goonies. Yes, you should in the Notre Dame Stadium, dude. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, he's famous oh for the Goonies. He's famous God. for Stranger Things. 
but you can book a Zoom meeting with him and you can actually sit and chat with him. Wow. Well, now, what do they charge for that? Well, Sean Astin is is two ninety five, right? Two hundred ninety five. But like, if you want to get somebody like uh, Ernie Hudson, uh, Meatloaf, Meatloaf, the singer Meatloaf, I would do anything for that. He's a hundred bucks. Um, but if you want to get like uh, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters, he's one hundred and thirty five. All right, so you just go to cameo.com and you the- can. Find the, the list of, like, I know that the These guys are, from 90 Day Fiance, that show I watch on TLC, and, and don't poo-poo it, Justin, because... Really? No, listen to me. Listen to me. People, you say people Wait, don't watch this show. One? Hold on. You say people don't watch this show? Lauren from that show just hit 1 million followers on Instagram. I mean, that's, you know... No, I'm not saying people it. don't watch it. I'm just saying it's a poor choice, but... <laughs> That's just my opinion. But no, but like, this is a really good birthday present. All right. You got somebody who's a huge fan of somebody, have them do a video. It's like, hey, this is me, the soup Nazi, you know, no soup for you. Happy birthday. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of neat. Tom Arnold's asking for 125 bucks. I don't know. Would you talk? Who would you want to talk to on here? Who would be your person? Who would be my person? Yeah. My go-to? Yeah. RuPaul. RuPaul? Right? Really? Yeah. How, how about you, Amanda? David Hasselhoff. The Hoff. Uh, Sean? I, I'm on board with Sean Astin. Just I was going to say Sean Astin, too. Huge Lord, huge Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah. Plus, I do work at Notre Dame, so the Rudy portion of that is a big... Yeah, yeah. I would have to say I'd agree with Sean. Did they Sean, film Sean that Astin. there? Did they film Rudy at Notre Dame? Yeah. Are you, are you kidding me? No, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Are you not... It's Hollywood. I've seen Rudy. I love the movie. Era Prestesian. Yeah, you know? they, they filmed it. They filmed it here. They actually filmed the scenes that have the crowd are actually a home game where they filmed during halftime. Oh, that's pretty oh, cool. That's so cool. I like that. All right. So the website is cameo.com. We'll put a link up on our website. I want to throw a big shout out as well. Also to uh, the guys at Box Office QBs. They're a podcast that talks all about movies. You guys like movies, right? Love yeah. Movies. Yeah. These guys are a lot of fun and they send a shout out to us. So we definitely want to send out a shout out to them. If you get a chance, check out their podcast, some fun stuff. They're always talking about movies. The most recent one they did, I listened to the other day where they did a breakdown of Karate Kid. And they've got one coming up of bad movies. So they're fun to listen to. And if you like movies, uh, it's like sitting around with your friends, checking them out. So Box Office QBs, thanks for the shout out. I know these guys are itching to get out there and Amanda to go play Microsoft Flight Simulator. I will start the down... Oh, I thought Sean just left. <laughs> Sean's already left. He's, <laughs> He's already gone. He's I will. Uh, I will start the download a little later on. Okay, tonight. we'll see you next week then. And I'll go ahead and check it. Now, for those that don't have internet, I'm wondering: is there going to be a DVD version of this out so people uh, can go ahead and get it? There is ten <laughs> DVDs. Ten. ten. Ten DVDs for the physical version. Wow. It was four for the FX11, yeah. I think, yeah. wasn't it? FXX. Yeah, FSX. I, I yeah. Mean, and then the add-ons were each a DVD. Yep. Well, you can go ahead and uh, check out flightsimulator.com for more info on that. Uh, again, check our website out. And, guys, if you get some really cool screenshots or video captures, maybe we can share those on the website. That'd be Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. All right. That's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Amanda. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week.